Good morning, church. So I would like to say, just riding the Mother's Day train, happy Mother's Day to my mama, Modupe Iriwole Oshokoya, a.k.a. Mama Mo. Happy Mother's Day. And to my mother-in-law, Rita Fern Brubaker Canales, a.k.a. Mama Pipa. Happy Mother's Day. And to everyone here, I extend my invitation and greeting of Happy Mother's Day and welcome to all that are first-time visitors here at the mission. I pray that you are blessed by today's message. So today I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about a message for mothers, but specifically I'm going to talk about how, how God equips us to be kingdom mothers. And you know how he does that? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to talk about how, as we mother, we are required to use the power of the Holy Spirit, everyday mothers. But this message is also for everyone here, not just for the mothers, but for everybody on how we can use the power of the Holy Spirit in our daily walk. Amen? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day that you have made for allowing us to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your grace and tender mercies that are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Right now, Lord, I just pray that you open our ears and our hearts to receive your word. We allow, we are, we are praying and asking to allow the Holy Spirit to saturate this place, to fill this room from corner to corner. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And I just pray right now that your word goes forward and that each and every person that has an ear, let them hear and their hearts received. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So <clears throat> being a mother is not easy, right? Being a mother is not easy work. We cook, we clean, we love, we care, we hug, we spank, we bathe, we drive, we yell, we cry, we do it all, the list goes on and on, right? To be a mother is a high calling, it is a divine assignment. Being a mother is not just something that is just a word, it is a divine assignment from the kingdom of heaven. To raise a child in the ways of the Lord, to train them up, that is the assignment that the Lord has given us. Okay, amen. So as mothers, we are helping to make disciples of Christ. Making disciples of Christ starts in the home first. As soon as the Lord placed a child into our womb, that is when the process and assignment of making a disciple of Christ is. We are called to make them followers of Christ. That's what a disciple is. So when we are starting in our homes, we are given the same commission and commandment that Jesus gave his disciples before he left. In Matthew 28, 19, what did he say? He said, go therefore and make disciples of men, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit. That is what Jesus said before he left. That is our same commandment and our same commission. We are in partnership with that same assignment. So if we are in, in partnership with that same assignment, then that means what Jesus left his disciples to accomplish this assignment is made available to us. Amen? So he says in Acts 
1.8, what did he say before he went up to heaven and he was leaving his disciples? He said this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus knew the assignment. He knew that it was what he was asking and requiring of them to make disciples, to go out and minister the gospel was something that would only be able to be accomplished with the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we as mothers, as parents in our homes, that same power is made available to us to be able to minister and disciple our children. So we have to understand that we are not supposed to do it on our own power and our own authority. That was never the intention. Our intentions as mothers is to always go and use the Holy Spirit to minister and mother our children. The Holy Spirit is not something that we put in the back of our closet and that we look at and say, oh yes, I know some, I've heard about it, but I don't really need it. When we do that, we, we are operating on our own power and our own might. But the word of God said it, it is not by power nor, it is not by might nor by, might, by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We have to remind ourselves, mothers, that if we are feeling powerless, if we are feeling weak, discouraged, pull the Holy Spirit, activate it, access the Holy Spirit so that we can be able to do the assignment, the kingdom assignment that God has given us. Amen? So I'm going to focus on two things with the Holy Spirit, two things, because some of us, this might be new. This might be new, the Holy Spirit, what is I hear about it? I hear the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but what is the Holy Spirit? Why do I need the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit supposed to do for me? The first thing with the Holy Spirit is accessing him, accessing him. How do you access him? By the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit has been given so that we are equipped and be able to build the character as mothers. So please turn with me to Galatians 5. Verse 22 through 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. And it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine. There are nine fruit of the spirit. Fruit. I say it singularly, not plural. Fruit. It's one fruit. It's not fruits, plural, so that you get to pick and choose which fruit you want. It is one fruit, and it is nine in one. So when you take the fruit of the Spirit, you're encompassing and taking all of what Jesus has left to, to have accessible to us. He has, he has made accessible all the fruit so that we may operate in that, so that it builds our character. That is the character of Christ. So when we are allowing ourselves to pull from the fruit of the Spirit, we are now pulling from Christ himself. We are now pulling so that we, we may be able to operate like Christ. So 
How do we access the fruit of the Spirit? Abiding in Christ. We have to abide in Christ. Let's look at John chapter 15, verse 5 through 8. How do we access the fruit of the Spirit? By abiding in Christ. John 15, verse 5 says this, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Mothers, without Christ, we can do nothing. We can't do it on our own strength. We need to abide in Christ. That is what Jesus called us to do. He says this, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Abiding means to remain, to continue or dwell. So when we remain in Christ, in his presence, in his word, in worship, in our prayer closets, we are now encompassing and growing and rooting ourselves in Christ. And now that allows the fruit, the fruit of the spirit to grow out of us. Amen. Excuse me. So we start to show and produce that fruit, right? So we need to pray. We need to pray and ask God to allow his spirit to come out of us, to grow out of us. Think of, think of ourselves as, as a tree, and we are planting our, ourselves into the soil of Christ. And as we abide and remain in that soil, that fruit begins to show up. Love, joy, peace, it begins to grow. It's a process. The more we are abiding and remaining and staying in Christ, the more that that fruit begins to grow out of us. And the more we can take that fruit now as mothers and then minister to our children, minister to our family. So when, when we come from backgrounds where we say, you know what, I came from a rough home. I came from a, a home where I don't know what love is. I didn't experience love. That doesn't matter. When you are abiding in Christ and learning of him, having fellowship and communion with him, when you are studying his word so that you know him as a friend, then you begin, you begin to duplicate him. You begin to reflect him. And then now his love is able to come out. And now you're not operating on, on your past or what you think you, you had or didn't have. Now you're able to just allow the love of Christ to pour out of you into your children. Amen. You're, in, in 1 Corinthians, it talks, 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about love. The, and if you say, I don't understand love, I don't know how to love. Well, when you're abiding, that love begins to show you what kind of love you're supposed to have. The love that never fail, fails and the love that bears all things, endures all things, believes all things. That's the love that you'll be able to start to bring into your home, to your children. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord, as Sister Kathy said, it is our strength. Our joy comes from the Lord. So when we go through the trials and tribulations of our life, we begin to pull from the joy of the Lord to strengthen us, to gird us. The peace, when we need peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, that guides our heart and our minds through Christ Jesus. When we're in the storms and we don't understand what's going on, we call out for the Lord, we reach for that fruit. And we say, Lord, give me peace. I need peace right now in my turmoil. I need peace in this chaos. 
And we just begin to just pull from the fruit that's accessible to us. Patience. In the book of James, it says, count it all joy. For we know the trying of our faith worketh patience and let patience have her perfect work so that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So when your five-year-old is crying because there's not enough chocolate on her waffle, you say, Lord, I need the fruit of patience right now in the name of Jesus. Amen? The fruit is there for our picking. We need to access it. We need to access the spirit and allow him to dwell in us and allow him to grow those fruits. And then that builds our character as mothers. We can't, we can't find how to be good mothers from a self-help book or a talk show. It's in the word of God. The word of God gives us the blueprint and the template. The fruit also fills the gaps in our lives and the lacks. Sometimes as mothers, we feel we discredit and disqualify ourselves because of our backgrounds, because of our past, because of the families that we came out, we came out of, because of our shortcomings or what we don't think we're enough of. But being a good mother isn't based off of income or family name or who you married or your neighborhood where you work, the amount of gifts you buy, the only thing that qualifies us is Jesus Christ. Jesus qualifies us as mothers. So if there is any mother here that is feeling any guilt or shame because you feel that you failed as a mother, or you feel like you don't, you don't do enough or have enough, Jesus is qualifying you. He is giving you holy credentials. He's giving you his spirit to live inside of you to close all the gaps, to fill all the shortcomings. We need to pull from the Spirit every day, mothers, people of God. The Holy Spirit is not just a ghost that is pretty, that's, ooh, the Holy Spirit, that, I felt the wind, that was the Holy Spirit. No, he is alive and living in us. And we, too many times, are operating as short-circuited Christians. So when it comes time to face the battles and trials of our lives, we are unprepared. We are ill-equipped because we are not plugging in to the Holy Spirit to charge us and to allow us to face the situations of our lives. When you understand what the Holy Spirit can do for you, when you understand the word of God, when Jesus said, you wait here, do not leave because I am sending you power that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That power is still accessible 2,000 years later to us, people of God. We are supposed to go into any situation, go into our homes, and allow the Holy Spirit to go before us. The Holy Spirit goes before us and is already doing work in the atmosphere when we use the Holy Spirit. But if you're not using the Holy Spirit, then you are operating on empty. You are operating on a half charge. Your red light is blinking. Check engine light, Pastor T. Check engine light is blinking. And you're just making it, making it along. But once you understand that you were, it's not on our strength or our might, that's, that verse ministers to me so much because it reminds me, I don't need to have to try to do it on my own. 
I don't need to try to generate or conjure up the strength. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm tired on this and that. No, it is not on my might or my power, but by his spirit every day. So mothers, so mothers, stop disqualifying yourself. Stop saying you don't have enough. Stop tearing yourself down. Stop second guessing yourself. You are enough because he called you. He gave you that assignment. Operate in that assignment. When you say yes, when you said yes to Jesus, it was game on. It was game on. Right then and there, when you said yes to Jesus, he poured his spirit. His spirit is in you. His spirit's in you. And then when you really look at it, when you said yes, you changed you made a kingdom impact for your children. Right then and there, you made a kingdom impact for your children. Generational curses are broken when you say yes to Jesus. <laughs> Wounds are healed. Brokenness is made complete when you say yes to Jesus. In 1983, my mother said yes to Jesus. And she changed the trajectory of our bloodline when she said yes. My mother came out of a household, of polygamous household. There was five wives. They worshiped juju, which is equivalent to voodoo. My mother had no concept of being raised in a Christian home. But she will tell you that there was a time when she was in spirit, uh, under a spiritual attack and the name of Jesus came to her mind and she called out his name and was delivered. Fast forward, she's a single mom, no family, no family. Everyone's back home in Nigeria. And a young and a woman, a woman of God, extended an invitation to her to come to church. And my mom said yes. And she's never looked back since then. <laughs> Mothers, when you say yes, you shift the trajectory of your bloodline, of your family line. When you say yes, you begin to plant a seed into your children that, as I said, can break curses that have been in your family. You are giving your children the opportunity to be empowered and face this world <clears throat> when you say yes. And that woman that I'm talking about, she was my godmother, Frances Creighton. Some of you may remember Frances. She was spirit-filled, spirit-led, mighty woman of God, a praying woman. And she was part of our legacy now. She is part of our legacy forever when she extended the invitation to my mother. And then it, and it moved beyond just inviting my mother and her, her, I was probably like two or three years old when we first started going to church. She became my mother's friend, and she became my godmother. 
and she spoke the word of God over me. She prayed over me. She stood in the gap for me. Some of you here may not have children, may have never had the opportunity to have children, but you are called for a divine assignment anyway. There are some of you that are called to be spiritual mother to children that are lost and broken. Walk into that assignment with the power of the Holy Spirit. Stand in the gap for that child that doesn't know Christ. Extend the invitation to that single mother that is broken and lonely. Pray over that family. Pray over that family next door that you hear the crying and the yelling and the shouting. You pray and stand in the gap because that is your divine assignment. As Sister Kathy said and and Pastor Josh, that being a mother is not just completely based off of if you birth a child into this world, God calls spiritual mothers, God calls spiritual aunties and grandmothers to mother children, to mother families. And when Frances Creighton accepted that assignment and the calling, she is part of our family bloodline and our generational shift because of what her obedience to God. So all whether you are male or female, if God puts an assignment and tells you to go and minister to a family, to minister to a child, whether it's yours or not, go and obey because you could be contributing to the kingdom plan for that child and for that family line. Amen. So now with accessing the spirit by accessing the fruit of the spirit, once we understand the fruit of the spirit that we are operating with, the fruit of the spirit, the nine and one, we understand the character of how to be. We rely and we root ourselves into that. Now it's time to activate the spirit and activate his power. There's so much we're facing in this world. There's so much in raising a child that we are struggling with. Are we peer pressure and friends, social media, hormones. My Lord, my, both of my sons are teenagers and I've seen every range of hormone there is. Moodiness, grumpiness, sloth, laziness. I don't want in this, okay? okay. We, we're dealing with a pandemic. This has probably been one of the most difficult time to parent children in these last two and a half years. And we feel exhausted, overwhelmed, tired, over it, right? All of us, you don't have to be a mother. You just come home from work and sometimes you just feel just completely exhausted. But take heart because Jesus said, though there will be trials and tribulations in this world, I have left my peace for I have overcome this world. So when you are reminded he's overcome this world, you already know that he has you. He's got you. He said, I'm leaving my peace through the trials and tribulations. His Holy Spirit brings that peace. So now that we understand 
that we have the, the peace and the power of the Holy Spirit, and now it's time to activate. It's time to activate and understand that we have to go and do battle every day. We wake, as believers, this is the thing, as, as Christians, do we believe that Jesus died on the cross? Do we believe in three days that he was rose from the dead? Do you believe that the power of the Holy Spirit that is the same power that rose him from the dead? So then why don't we believe that that power is available to us? Why are we so complacent and so ready to lay back and fall out when we experience trials and tribulations? Why are we so complacent and just allow the enemy to wreak havoc in our homes? Why do we allow the enemy to ransack our minds, ransack our thoughts with lies that we entertain and believe because we're not prepared? We are underestimating him. If we call ourselves followers of Christ, if we understand the word of God and what this is is the truth, then we need to understand that every day we are in spiritual warfare. It is, the, the world out there is producing movies on, on Marvel movies are basically spiritual warfare. warfare. People, superheroes, vanquishing the evil ones that come and they, they have all the powers and then they're equipped. They're just stealing from the Bible. That's the spiritual warfare. Okay, that's, that's essentially what we're doing every day. But we're not doing it in the physical sense. We're not doing it in that physical sense. It's not that, you know, we're going out and, you know, you see, okay, I'm in warfare. All right. So the next person that come up to me, I'm going to flex on them and be like, what you got for me? No, no, I don't mean that kind of warfare. I don't want you flexing because somebody, you know, stirred you up and then you start shouting at them, you know, scripture, get thee behind me. No, I'm not saying any of that. Let us look at Ephesians. This is what I'm talking about. Let us look at Ephesians Chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. It says this Finally, my brethren and my sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We are doing battle with spirits. It says in heavenly places above us, around us that we can't see. So we are operating with our natural eyes. We are underprepared, ill-equipped, and we are getting pierced every day. But when you put on that armor... When you put that armor on every day and you, and you say, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to show and reveal what I need to vanquish today, then already you are doing damage. You are prepared. You are ready for what the enemy has. This isn't a physical battle. We need to be properly equipped, clothed with Christ, 
the spirit bubbling inside of us. One of my favorite scriptures is this in 2 Corinthians verse 10. I probably just could quote it. No, I'm going to read it. Amen. <laughs> For though we walk not in in the though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are mighty for the pulling down of all strongholds. Amen. So when you understand the weaponry that you are work, working with, you understand. Okay, haha. I am going into the spirit realm. I'm going to start right now just operating the spirit. I'm going to start praying in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Come upon me in this situation. Equip me, empower me, strengthen me in the mighty name of Jesus. I see that right now that spirit of lie and deceit, I bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. That spirit of sickness has no claim over my household, no claim over my children, no claim over myself. Amen. You cannot look at situations with the natural eyes because already you're defeated, because your flesh will betray you. Your flesh will get spooked and get scared. Your flesh will tell you, oh my goodness, just fall out, lay in bed, don't get up. But the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, the same thing that rose Christ from the dead, will say, get up and start praying. Get up and start walking around. Hallelujah. When I was preparing this message, I was going through it, y'all. I was going through it. It's been a difficult time. I'm not going to go into details, but it's been a trying time. And the enemy will use that to try to mess with you, to try to defeat you, to try to lie to you. But you but I spoke to somebody who reminded me that when you're going through it, when you're going through the valley, that's the perfect time to lean into the spirit and call out his name. That is the perfect time to show what our belief is. That's a perfect time to allow what we believe and confess to be real in us. So if you have to take a moment and cry out to the Lord and say, I need you. I need your strength. I need your spirit. I need your power. You do it and you do it over and over again. Not one time, not sometimes, but all the time. I remember last year or early this year, I don't know if you remember, um, our family got COVID. And my eldest child, Pastor Josh, um, was in need of spiritual assistance. Yeah, he was struggling. The devil had him. He was having nightmares. It was a, it was a, he was in a, just a spiritual abyss when he was sleeping. So I said, all right. We're gonna, you're going to sleep in this room, in the guest room? I put him in the guest room because I just... You know, I was like, this is where we're going to do our work, okay? So I got the anointing oil. I got a, a speaker. I put on some music. I put on some music. I put the air purifier on. I opened the windows, and I said, we're going to go to work, okay? So I started playing the music. I anointed him with oil, and I began to walk around that room, and I bind every evil spirit that was trying to be on my husband. I said, we will not partner with what's happening any longer. 
We will not take, we will not take partnership with this lie of sickness. And I walked around that room. I prayed in the spirit. I prayed in, in the power of the tongues. And I said, lying devil, get out of this house. Get out of my husband. Get out of my man. You ain't got no claim on him. So you need to, that is what Jesus gives us. He gives us the power and authority. His word says that he gives us the power and authority to trample on, on snakes and scorpions. So whatever lying snake comes in your home and tries to mess with your children, you step on his head and say, not today. You don't have no claim. That is where we do our work. That is where we do our damage is in the spirit realm with the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't, bla- we don't battle with flesh and blood. We go and battle in the spirit realm. People of God, open your eyes to see that what we are facing every day is spiritual attack and warfare on our homes, on our children, on ourselves. So if we are not in full understanding and consciousness of what we are facing, then the enemy is winning. But when a situation happens, you lose your job. You go into your prayer closet and you already begin to thank the Lord for what he's preparing ahead of you. You already begin to thank him for the doors that he's opening. You already thank him for the provisions that he's bringing. When the doctor report comes and the man's report is not in a line with God's report, you say, whose report shall I believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. The healing starts with us. The power starts with, with, within us, women, mothers, fathers. You have to speak life over yourself. Sometimes it's easier to pray for other people than ourselves. Sometimes it's easier to have more faith for other people than ourselves. But we have to take those times to speak life, to speak the promises of God over ourselves when we are weary and well-doing. When the word says, do not be weary, but sometimes, Lord, we are weary in well-doing. I need your spirit. I need your promises. I am a child of God. I'm a daughter of the Most High. I am empowered. I am protected. And we just begin to walk around. Sometimes you got to walk around in your home. You got to walk around and you just got to pray in circles and create your own Jericho and say, I'm tearing down this wall of lie. When you allow the spirit to move within you, there is nothing that you can't face. There's no situation you cannot handle. We are equipped, people of God. We have the tools, people of God. We are not weak Christians. We're not just Sunday morning Christians. Not this church. If you're in this church... You will get the word of God and you will get the invitation and the reminder to access the power of the Holy Spirit. What you do with it when you leave here, that's up to you. But you can't say you weren't told. Okay. Amen. 
I'm reminded in in 1 Kings with Elisha where he tells his servant, the servant comes back and he tells him, oh, look at the army, they're coming, they're coming for us. And he said, go back and look out the window. And he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? He said, go and look out the window. And then the Lord opened his servant's eyes. And he said, tell me me what you see. There are more with us than there are with the enemy. People of God, there are more with you than there are with the enemy. The army of the Lord goes before you. Call on the army of the Lord. If your child is walked away from the Lord, if your child is on the streets, then you go into spiritual battle and you pray and petition and you call to the Lord for them. You call their names every day until the Lord brings them hold. You do not wane. You do not grow faint because you say, I'm not, I'm not seeing with my natural eyes. I'm not doing this with my flesh and blood, but I'm going before you, Lord, with my spirit. And I am rebuking every devil, every demon that is trying to come on my child. I bind and rebuke them. I bind and rebuke it off of them. I have the, the angels of, of the Lord are encamped and surrounding them. When we send our children to school and we're, we're getting notes and messages of all kind of doctrine that the school is trying to give our children, we will not be afraid because we know that they are covered by the blood of Jesus, that we are discipling them, as Pastor Koba said last week. And preparing them to know the difference between lies and truth. They are covered and protected. And we send them forth with the joy of the Lord. There is nothing we cannot endure. There's nothing we cannot face as mothers. The Lord has prepared us to be kingdom mothers. Understand your assignment. Understand that you are called to make disciples. To train them up. It starts in our home. We do that with the power of the Holy Spirit who has equipped us who has empowered us, who's allowed us to lead, who's allowed us to do battle, who's allowed us to face anything. Understand your purpose, understand your assignment and your calling. We are strong and mighty in the Lord, amen? Amen.